Hello, Cathedral family and friends. This is the year the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Is anybody ready for a new year? 2021, here we are, and we are ready for God to do something new in us. Jesus said, behold, I am making all things new. And I can think of no better way to start the year than to give God the best of our praise. And here's Pastor Vaughn and the team to lead us. Grace rewrote my story. 
My chains are gone, I've been set free, my God, my Savior has ransomed me.
Thank you, Pastor Vaughn and the team. And you know what an important time this is to come and, and dedicate this year to God. I invite you to dedicate this new year with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of life. Even today is a gift from you. This year is a gift from you. And we dedicate this year to you. We know that our time is in your hands. And so, Lord, we give the gift of this year to you. We look forward to new things that you want to do in us and through us. God, give us a new heart, a new mind. Lord, we pray that you would give us new opportunities to have an impact for your kingdom and for your glory. We dedicate this new year to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Well, joining me for this new year, well, is, is our social media director, uh, Stephanie. It's so great to have you with me. Thanks, Pastor Ken. And happy new year, Cathedral family. So excited to be here. You know, because I love you, I wanted to kick off the new year with a little suggestion. For those of you that haven't yet made your new year's resolutions for 2021, I got you. So, just use 2020's resolutions because we all remember how that year went. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, it's so great to have such an amazing pastor and we're so excited to just kick off the new year with his new series that is sure to have you dreaming again because this is Cathedral of Faith where anything is possible. Oh, we serve an amazing God. Anything is possible. And I really am excited about this new series. I encourage you, you know, to set these weekends aside so we can be together as a church family and, and walk together into what God has for us in this new year. As we prepare to give, there are many ways we do give. We give, uh, you know, online, we give through the app, or we, you know, we give by texting the number on the screen. There's many ways we can give. But however you choose to give, I always believe this is a very special time, this first weekend of the year. It's a way where we can put God first. The Bible is very big on the idea of putting God first. The, in the Old Testament, we read things like, you know, in all things, put God first in all things. And he will direct you and he will crown your efforts with success. In the New Testament, we read well, the words of Jesus, when he says, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things that you need will be added unto you. There's something about putting God first. And as we come together in this moment 
and we put God first in our finances when we give. That's what we're doing. We're saying, God, we're giving you first place in our finances. Oh, maybe when you grew up, you know, I, I grew up in an opportunity to where I, I, I learned that from a very early age. My mom and dad taught me to take 10% of everything that I was receiving and to give it back to God through the church. That this was the way that I put God first and kept God first in my finances. But if you didn't grow up with that kind of heritage, you know, giving may be something new to you. It may be something very different to you. I would encourage you, let God do a new thing in your life this year. Bring your finances, 10%, and offer it to God. And say, God, I'm putting you first this year in my finances. If you're not quite there, start wherever you're at and continue to increase. If you've hit 10%, maybe ask God to, well, stretch your ability. God, this year I want to give 11 or 12%. The main thing is wherever we're starting, we're putting God first. Because when we do that, everything else seems to work out in our lives. Let me speak God's blessing over you and your finances this year. Father, thank you for the cathedral family. Thank you for their faithfulness. Thank you, God. We recognize everything that we have has come from you. And I pray that you would do a new thing in their finances this year. I pray that, God, you would help people to get out of debt. I pray that you would give them new increases, new opportunities, new favor. I pray, God, that you would set some on new career paths. Lord, I, I pray that, that you would do something new in each of us. Start with me. Do something new in our finances. Bless your people so that we can be a greater blessing in the days ahead. And we pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, God bless you as you give. And here's my buddy, Dr. Wayne, to bring you a great message on this new year. Happy New Year and Happy New You. Welcome to 2021. What a great year God has called us into to hear from Him and to move forward in His power. Now this time last year when we were heading into 2020, the word of the Lord came to us from a passage of scripture in Joshua chapter one. And here's what it said. Be strong and courageous for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And indeed, little did we know what God was preparing us for in 2020 as we were strong and courageous in the face of all the things that were taking place. But what a great year it was for us here at Cathedral of Faith. In 2020, we were able to give out over $40 million worth of food to over 500,000 individuals. We blessed thousands of people through our ministry here at Spectacular Christmas presentation. And we also touched millions in the Bay Area through our online platforms and through NBC. What a great year that we courageously, with good safety protocols, walked through and saw God be faithful. And we believe God's calling us to a special sense of being courageous in 2021 as well.
But I wanna share with you a passage of scripture from Deuteronomy that gives us a slightly different nuance. And here's what it says. Be strong and do it with courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them for the Lord, your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Notice what's happened. The children of Israel are going through a threshold of a door to a new season. And God says, do it with courage. In fact, Paul also says something similar in the last chapter of 1 Corinthians when he's declaring by the power of the Holy Spirit to the people of Corinth, and I believe to us, stand firm in the faith, do courageous things, be strong. Here's the word of the Lord for this year. Yes, we need to have courage. And we had courage last year to be strong and courageous. But this year, we believe God's saying, do courageous things. I know you're at your house, but say that with me. Do courageous things. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for 2020 to be over so we can step into the new things God has for us. And this weekend, as we open this new year, I want to give you four suggestions from Bible stories of things people did that were courageous. That might be the kind of thing God wants you to do. And maybe through these four stories, one of them might be the one God's asking you to do to be courageous, or maybe two or three or all four of them. Or perhaps they'll spark something in you to step out in faith. The first thing that we can do as we do courageous things is to pray a prayer. Let me tell you a story that Jesus told to the disciples when he was teaching them one day. Here's what he said. It says, Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them what? That they should always pray and not give up. And here's what Jesus said. In a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea, grant me justice against my adversary. And for some time, the judge refused. But finally, the judge said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord Jesus said to the disciples, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Here's what Jesus was saying. He taught them this parable that they would keep on praying and never give up. This widow, she knocked and she knocked and she knocked. She came to the judge over and over. And Jesus is saying to the disciples, and I'm saying to us, that's what God wants from us. You know, sometimes we pray one time and then we spend the next 10 years complaining about the situation. That's not praying when you complain to everybody else. But what God's saying is, I want you to keep on knocking, keep on believing, keep on pressing in, be persistent and pray that prayer of courage. God, I know you can do this. I know you can break through in my family. I know you can touch this person. I know you can bring the provision that's needed. We pray and we pray and we pray. In fact, in James, we're told this passage of scripture when he says, you do not have because you do not ask God. You do not have because you do not ask God. 
God is saying one of the steps we can take to do courageous is to actually pray about it. We can choose to worry and be anxious about it. We can choose to ignore it and stick our head in the sand. But God says, no, press in, pray about it. Call out to me on behalf of this. In fact, here's a great quote that I think will speak life to us. It says, you are only one prayer away from a dream fulfilled, a promise kept, or a miracle performed. We read in the Bible how the children of Israel marched around Jericho seven times. What if they only marched six? We read about moments in the scripture when it was important to be persistent. And that's the call here. Maybe one more prayer is the one that brings that person in, that opens that door, that changes it. Have courage to believe for what God can do. And so the first point is this, pray a prayer, do courageous things. Oh, somebody's at the door. Uh, Let's see who's here. Come in. Oh, wow, it's great to have Nellie and Jessica with us. Nellie and Jessica are part of our Cathedral de Faith Church family. Thanks so much for being here. They're both frontline essential workers at a hospital, and it's great to have them here with us. Shout out to Pastor John and his entire congregation. Nellie, you started out in a not a very good place. Tell us a little bit about what life was like before. Uh, I was in a dark place. My life was really dark. I was going through a drug addiction that I couldn't get out of. Um, Once I came out of the drug addiction, it was really hard for me to settle in my life, to start a new life, to begin my life with faith. I had no faith. I was lost. Um, Coming to Catedral de Fe led me to the right place. As soon as I walked in that door, I heard Pastor John speaking, and I heard his testimony about how he had a drug addiction as well. So I just said to God at that moment, if this is the right place for me, lead the way for me. I want what they have. And since then, I've always been here at church helping. I, every time they need help, I'm there. I, I could consider myself a um, member of Catedral de Fe, and I'm proud to say that my faith is grown. Jesus has done so much for me in the past two years. Amen, amen. So she started out in a dark place, but... There was some prayer going on. Jessica, tell us about that. This is her sister, by the way. Yeah, hi. When I made a prayer for my sister, Nelly, we were having a really bad situation in our family. So I was hoping, I was having faith in God. I was praying every day for her. So finally, God heard my prayers. And Nelly came to church. And we are so happy about that. It has been a blessing in our lives. And here we are giving him all the honor and all the glory for all the things he has done in our lives. Amen and amen. So this is a great illustration of this point. Jessica and her family, they prayed for Nellie. They prayed for the darkness she was in. They prayed for the addiction she was in. They prayed for the struggle she was in. And as they continued to pray courageously, God answered that prayer and lives have been changed. I'm so grateful that God answers prayer. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Many blessings on you. May God increase your faith as well as us, ours, for the prayers that you've prayed. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, again, this is an important truth for us, that we pray a prayer. There may be somebody in your life who needs your prayers today. There may be somebody in your situation that needs you to stand in the gap in prayer for them and believe for what God can do. And here's an important quote for us. The great tragedy is not unanswered prayer. 
It's unasked prayer. God is calling us to pray and to seek him so that he can do great things. And who is it that you need to courageously pray for? Don't give up. It's like Jesus in the parable, keep on praying. Our second possibility of doing courageous things is to plant a seed. And this is a biblical concept that's very clear. In Genesis chapter eight, this is how God created the world. He said, while earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. So as long as there's life on earth, there's gonna be harvest and seed time and planting. And in fact, Galatians says, you will always harvest what you plant. Now, this isn't just talking about watermelon seeds and pumpkin seeds and carrot seeds. No, this is talking about reaping spiritually as well as literally. Because here's the truth. You get what you plant. Let me say that again. You get what you plant. You plant kindness, you reap kindness. You plant bitterness, you'll reap bitterness. We reap what we sow. In fact, there's a great story about this in Kings 17, 1 Kings 17, and it goes like this. The word of the Lord came to Elijah. Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I've directed a widow there to supply you with food. So Elijah went to Zarephath, and when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called and said, and bring me please a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up And the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. The widow went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and for her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. Notice what happened. She planted bread and she reaped bread. Because she gave what little she had, little becomes much when we place it in the master's hand. Some of us are struggling financially because we're not giving tithes and offerings. Some of us are ready to receive what God has, but he calls us first to plant a seed. You can't expect a harvest without planting seed. We would think it was funny if somebody said, well, I don't have any tomatoes in my yard. I don't have any carrots in my yard. And if we asked, well, did you plant them? Well, no. We'd be like, well, you've got to plant the seed. That's a spiritual principle as well as a principle that's important in nature. In fact, this quote says this, if you're not planting the seed, you will never reap the harvest. The seeds you plant today are the harvest you'll have tomorrow. Some of us are reaping today what we sowed in the past. If you want to have a good harvest in the future, you plant seeds today. It can be a word of encouragement. It could be blessing someone. It can be in so many ways. But here's the important thing. In 2 Corinthians, Paul tells us how 
to plant seeds. When he says this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. You plant a few seeds, you get a few things. You plant a lot of seeds. That's why God calls us to plant seeds daily by the way we live, the things we say, the way we invest. If you wanna reap kindness in your life, you plant it. If you wanna reap mercy in your life, you plant it. If you want to reap forgiveness, you plant it. What we plant, we receive. So the first point to do courageous things was to pray a prayer. And the second one is plant a seed. Oh, sounds like we have another guest here. Come in. Oh, it's great to have Andrew Mize with us. Andrew has been part of our church family since, well, since he was born. Uh, he helped run the sound at our Milpitas campus. Shout out to Pastor Robert on Milpitas campus. He worked here for a while doing things, and then he moved off to Sacramento. Yeah, so about planting a seed, uh, I was working at a coffee shop, um, and at the time, I was still searching for, like, a church to, to serve at, and there was a pastor there that was actually a regular. Um, so instead of me just trying to be like, hey, what's up? I need a place. Uh, I would just, you know, small talk talk to them, and then would do that for like months and months. And then um, one day I just gave them my contact and I was like, hey, like I do audio and I'm like looking for like a, a church. And then um, lo and behold, like a few weeks afterwards, their sound guy left and then I got um, brought on. So it was So you cool. planted the seed with them in conversation and kindness. And then when the right moment came, you reap. Tell us a little bit about what you reap through that process. Yeah, so um, I was serving there for a few years, and then I actually came back here and was running the coffee shop uh, here at the church, and it was so great. And then now I'm actually back doing audio here, so it's, it's actually kind of funny. So. so here's the interesting thing. Andrew has faithfully served a lot of times behind the scenes in Milpitas at this church in Sacramento, but as he faithfully planted the seeds of using his gifts God keeps multiplying them and he's given him favor. He, like he said, he ran our coffee shop here. He works with our sound team here. He's been a valuable part of that because he planted the seeds of being faithful. He planted the seeds of having a conversation, of showing kindness and building relationships. So thanks so much for sharing with us, Andrew. It's great to have you on the team and thanks for increasing our faith to plant seeds this weekend. Blessings on you. So again, part of this is praying a prayer in faith Part of his planting seeds in faith. And there's a wonderful quote that takes place here at Cathedral of Faith regularly. Pastor Kenny would say it all the time, and it's an important one for us in this point, and it goes like this. We can count the seeds in an apple, but only God can count the apples in a seed. God is planting things through you. What is that courageous thing you can do to plant for the future? By being generous, by being a blessing, by letting God use you. In fact, I want to get encourage some of you. Some of you have been planting for a very long time and it's been discouraging. But in Galatians 6 verse 9, here's the word of the Lord. Let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Just like keep on praying, keep on planting. The next courageous suggestion I want to bring to you of courageous things we can do is cultivate 
a relationship. There's a great story in the book of Acts about a guy named Barnabas. Barnabas was an encourager. In fact, Barnabas means encourager. His real name is Joseph, but he was such an encourager. They gave him a nickname, which was Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. And here's an example of a moment when he did that. It says in Acts 8, when Saul came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. So here's what happened. Saul was a pretty bad dude. He was persecuting Christians. He was putting them in prison. He even stood as Stephen was being stoned. And then all of a sudden he came to Jesus and he was trying to hang out with the disciples. They're like, no way. He's just trying to get in. This is all a ploy. He's trying to deceive us. And he's going to take all of us and put us in prison to take our lives. Don't trust him. But here's what happened. Barnabas said, no, I see something here. I see what God's doing. I see potential. Even though nobody else saw it, he saw the potential in Paul and he stood up and he used his power, his authority, his influence to go to the disciples and say, hey, look, I think we can trust this guy. God's working in him. And who knows? If Barnabas hadn't done that, maybe there'd be no missionary journeys. Maybe there'd be no churches planted in Asia Minor. Maybe there would have been no New Testament letters. But Barnabas used what he had to cultivate a relationship and invest in them so they could go to the next level. And that's really what God wants to do with us. The power you have, the experience you have, the influence you have, God's given that to you, not just for you, but that you can help others go to the next place. In fact, Proverbs chapter three puts it this way. It says, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it's in your power to act. God wants to use who you are to help others go to the next place. Who is that Saul or Paul in your life that you as a Barnabas can encourage, that you could see something in them, maybe even before they see it in themselves? Because it isn't about how much you can keep for yourself, but how much you can pour into others. You hear it around here all the time. You've been blessed to be a blessing. You're not just blessed so you can be blessed. You're blessed to be a blessing. God's blessed you with opportunity and influence and power and authority so that you can be a blessing to someone else. So under doing courageous things, we can pray a prayer, we can plant a seed, and we can cultivate a relationship. Ah, we have another guest. Who is it? Come on in. Ah, it's great to have Pastor Jarrell with us. Pastor Jarrell is one of the leaders at our Eastside, Blessside campus. It's great to have you here with us, Pastor Jarrell. Thanks for coming. Thank you, thank you. So your life wasn't going really well in the beginning. It was a little confusing, huh? Tell us a little bit about life before Christ. Uh, life before Christ was wild. Um, I was lost, confused, didn't really have any sense of direction or purpose. And so I was just going, living life day to day. And it, was the, it wasn't the most fulfilling life at that time, was it? No, not at all, not at all. Making mistakes and blowing yeah. it from time to time. But somebody saw something in you yeah. and cultivated a relationship. Talk to me about that. 
Yeah, one uh, particular relationship in my life changed everything. And that was my relationship with my father-in-law, Pastor Gil Gonzalez. And so uh, I thank God for him every day. Uh, He was one of the first people who believed in me. Uh, He saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. He called out the potential that I had in me that I didn't know that was deep down inside of me and buried. And he had enough courage to cultivate a relationship with me. And so over the years, uh, he would always build me up and encourage me. Uh, tell me like, you know, the crazy things that God would do in my life that I didn't see for myself. And, uh, you know, the Bible says in First, uh, First Thessalonians 5.11 to therefore uh, encourage one another and build each other up. And that's really what he did for my life. And so I thank God for him that he had the courage and, uh, you know, the audacity to, to build a relationship with me. And uh, the rest is history. So uh, we've been serving together for now nine and a half years. Uh, at our Blessed Side campus, and God's been doing some amazing things. Uh, I was able to get ordained here at Cathedral of Faith. Uh, and so if it wasn't for Pastor Gill building that relationship with me, I don't know where I'd be. So, Amen, amen. Well, a special shout out to Pastor Gill on our East Side, Blessed Side campus. Because of Pastor Gill's investment, he was a Barnabas to this Saul and believed in him and invested him. And now as a result, Jarrell is changing lives as he ministers at Eastside Campus through preaching, through leadership. That's how it works. Barnabas opened the door for Paul. Paul opened the door for Timothy. Timothy opened it for the people of Ephesus. God calls us to cultivate those relationships that open doors for others. Thanks so much, Pastor Jarrell, for sharing your story with us. Appreciate you and your leadership. Many blessings on you and the blessed side. So again, this third thing we could do courageously is to cultivate a relationship. In fact, here's another quote I want to share with you, because one of the ways we can add great value to others is the ability to see ahead what they cannot see in themselves and help them navigate a course to their destination. That's what we get to do. God, show me the way you see that person. Show me the potential you have. Show me my role in helping them reach that potential. Show me how I can support them. Show them how I can encourage them. Show me how I can cultivate a relationship that brings life and releases life for your glory. So our next and final suggestion for this weekend to do courageous things is to take a step of faith. And in Joshua chapter three, the same book that brought us be strong and courageous, here's what it says. Joshua is about to go into the promised land. The promised land's over there. The wilderness where he is over there and in between is the Jordan River. And they've got to get across this river to get there. And here's what it says. Joshua says, order the priest who carry the Ark of the Promise. When you step into the water of the Jordan River, stand there. When the priest who were carrying the Ark came to the edge of the Jordan River and set foot in the water, the water stopped flowing from upstream. So here's the amazing thing. They're on this side. The promises are on that side. There's this river in between. God could have just rolled it all back. But no, they had to step into the water and get their feet wet. And once they stepped into the water, carrying the ark, the water rolled back. You see, many times before God does the miracle, he has something he wants us to do to take a step of faith, to pick up a rock, to hold out a rod, to walk around some walls. God has a step of faith for us. And I want to encourage you to say, God, what is the step of faith you have for me this year? And I want to give you some clues as to how you can know what it is. Sometimes our past keeps us from moving forward. 
I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm sure we're all glad 2020 is over and it's done. But sometimes we can get stuck in 2020 or we can get stuck in our past because of what we did or what happened to us. But if we get stuck, we can't move forward. In fact, we can be unprepared for the moment before us when we're stuck in the moment behind us. Don't stay in the wilderness. Don't stay stuck in the past. Don't stay with your mind in 2020. Step in faith into the future that God has for us. In fact, Paul tells us in Philippians where to focus so we know how to do this correctly. Paul says, I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Whatever is in your past, whether it's mistakes or even successes, don't let them control you. Step into the purposes of God. Take that step of faith into the promises he has for you. Now, another way to discern what that step of faith might be could be looking at what you're afraid of. Because sometimes what we're afraid of is the very place God is asking us to step in faith. In fact, here's a question to ask yourself. Where am I holding back because of fear? Where am I holding back because of fear? That might be a clue to you to where God wants you to step out. Oh, I'm afraid it won't work. I'm afraid of rejection. I'm afraid I'll fall down. I'm afraid nobody will like it. I'm afraid it won't work. Those fears can limit us. And whatever that fear is may be a sign of what it is God wants to do to give you courage to do courageous things. In fact, our fears reveal where we need courageous faith. If you're not sure what that step of faith looks like, God, are there any fears that I'm holding on to? Things that I'm afraid of. Your fears can reveal where you need to have that courageous faith. Why? Why do we need to have that faith to step out? Because our action invokes God's activity. God is waiting for us to trust him enough to act on his word. You see, every miracle in the Bible, there was something that had to be supplied first. They had to have the five loaves and two fishes that somebody took a step of faith and gave their lunch so that 5,000 could be fed. Every story in the Bible has that prerequisite. Before they got the wine at Canaan, somebody had to fill up pots with water. Every miracle, every promise God has for you requires that first of all, you take that step of faith. What is that step God has for you this year? So we've talked about four courageous things. Pray a prayer. Maybe for you to do courageous is plant a seed. Maybe it's cultivate a relationship. Or maybe it's to take a step of faith. Oops, we have somebody else. Who is it? Oh, Pastor Esther, it's great to have you here. Thanks so much for joining us. Pastor Esther and her husband, Pastor Eust, lead our youth ministry here at Cathedral of Faith. It's been so great to see them and the kids out there at the Christmas Spectacular, to see them online each week, ministering to our kids and leading small groups. Now, when it comes to Step of Faith, this is an area that you're quite familiar with. Share a little bit with us about that. Well, for me, it is all about obedience. When the call of God comes to answer that call, to be obedient to the call, whatever assignment that he has for you. So I remember back in 2018, I was a missionary in the Netherlands, which was my country, that God gave us a word. And he said, you're going to go. You're going to leave your country. You're going to leave your people. You're going to leave your father's house to a place that I will show you. Now, as a missionary, we've left countries, we've left people, but we've never left our church. And we were 
faithful, serving in a church for over 20 years. So that was kind of like my fear right there. And so, you know, when you stand in front of your Jordan, and for me, that was like the Atlantic Ocean, <laughs> you know, the fears, they, the, the, doubt, the doubts come in and you got to put your whole life into suitcases. You know, you got to leave your parents not knowing if you'll see them again. You got to uproot your children, but we did it. We were obedient and here we are to the land that God showed us in Cathedral of Faith. So you stepped out in faith yes. and you've come here to the United States to be part of our pastoral team and leadership here. Tell me what the Lord's done as a result of that. Well, I, I feel so extremely blessed because first of all, God, because of obedience, God will bless you abundantly. But I've also learned that God doesn't bless you for you. There's always people attached to your name. God knows exactly where you need to be. So he blesses you to be a blessing to other people as well. And so... Um, yeah, he, he just blessed us tremendously, and I'm, I'm grateful. And so in the course of being obedient, filling out paperwork now, recently yes. you received some good news. Yes. So I, I remember, you know, throughout all these countries, I would stand by embassies, and I would be so nervous, not knowing what to say and what to do. But if God goes before you, he will level every mountain. The blessing of God will be be before you. He will arrange it. And we recently just got our visas <laughs> to stay in the United States. And if I can share one more thing, because that same scripture that God gave us, now I found out that that is the same scripture that Pastor Kenny, the founder of Cathedral of Faith, left Kansas to come to San Jose. So God also confirms. He confirms if you are in his will. And we just want to be not only do courageous, but be the model of doing courageous because if we do courageous, we know that it will be a generation coffee. Hello, you, <laughs> that they will do as we do and as you do. Amen. And we're so grateful for you. Amen. Thanks so much, Pastor You're Esther. Welcome. Thanks for joining us and <laughs> right, helping bye. increase our faith. This is an important part to take a step of faith, to believe for what God wants to do. He has great things in store for us and he's going to continue to help us as we pray a prayer, as we plant a seed, as we cultivate a religion, as we take a step, you may be just one prayer away from an incredible blessing. You might just be one relationship choice away from a blessing. You might just be one planting away from incredible blessing or one step of faith away from courageous blessings coming into your life. In just a moment, I'm gonna pray for you that God will give you the ability to do courageous things. But before I do, the worship team is coming with many of our church members to declare together the song that Pastor Ken and Pastor Vaughn wrote last year, I Am Courageous. Allow it to speak to you and allow God to speak to you about your step of faith as we hear this song. 2020, are you ready to turn the corner? There is a Bible verse, it's one of my favorite, an 80-year-old man who had been promised some land in that moment, he says, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. Give me this mountain. Say that with me. Give me this mountain. I want to ask you a question. As we move into this new year, are you ready to turn that corner? What is the hill that God has for you to climb? 
What is the hill that God has for you to take? Give me that mountain. Give me that mountain. Yeah. 
Let's go back to that scripture that we started the sermon with in 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Here's what it says. Stand firm in the faith, do courageous things, be strong. That's what God has for you. Do courageous things. And Lord, you know each person right now, you know the courage they need for this next season. As we move into 2021, give us the courage to pray and to pray and to pray again. Lord, forgive us for complaining and worrying rather than praying, but give us the courage to pray and to call out for family members, for friends, for situations, for what seems impossible. God, give us the courage to pray. And Lord, I pray that you would give us the courage to plant seeds. Some of us need to make that choice with kindness, with mercy, with love, with finances. Lord, show us what it looks like to plant seeds that just as that widow gave bread and received bread, Lord, we plant seeds believing for a great harvest. Lord, there are those out there whose courageousness means to invest in somebody, to believe in somebody, to care for and cultivate that relationship. Lord, let parents see that as their role with their kids. Let us see that as our role in our marriages. Let us see that as our role in our friendships to help see what you see and to release life by doing life courageously together. And then Lord, you know what that step of faith is. That step of faith to obey, that step of faith to step in the water. Lord, give us faith. And Lord, there's so many other courageous acts we can do. We ask you to help us to do that by your power and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen 
and amen. Again, this weekend and this year is about do courageous things. Do courageous things. That's what God has for us. I want to encourage you these first 21 days of January. As a church, we are praying and fasting. You can get information about that through our social media. You might want to give up social media for 21 days or television or chocolate or desserts or who knows what God might call you to fast these first 21 days as we believe for a year of great things happening. Next weekend, Pastor Ken starts a brand new series called Dream Again. Some of us need the courage to dream again. And it's going to be a powerful series to help us step into this year ready for all that God has for us. I want to encourage you in just a moment when this service ends, the rap starts. It's going to be a great time as they take it and make it personal. And maybe it'll be the moment to help you know how to make this personal in your life. Let me speak God's blessing on you. Lord, let courage rise up in your people. Help us to be courageous. Help us to do courageous. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. Have a great week in the Lord. It's time for the wrap, and we just got out of a great uh, message from Pastor Wayne, who just who just really set, the, set us on course uh, for an amazing new year. And we have an, an amazing special guest here. <laughs> our leader, our senior pastor, Pastor, pastor Ken. Ken. Thank you so much for being here. I, I'm glad we got the red shoes memo. That's right. Yeah, you so and me. Starting it off right <laughs> together. Start off strong. That's right, we man. <laughs> well, we love you, Pastor Ken. Thank oh. you for being here. We, we just, um, we know you're super busy, but we just thought this first wrap of the, of the new year, it would be no better way to start it off than to have your voice in this. And so... We just love you, and we respect you. We honor you. We're so glad that you're here, uh, and not just on the rap, but here to lead us in this season, like you've done so amazingly. And so uh, in the new year, hearing Dr. Wayne's message, what stuck out to you when you heard, heard him speak to hey. Well, all the points were, were yeah. great. The, the one that uh, stood out to me was the step of faith. Mm. Take the step. Yeah. Um, as we move into this new year, um, to really take that step that God has for me, that God has for the church. Mm. Uh, and so that's the one that, that challenged me mm. to move past my fear and take that step of faith. That's good. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's yeah. the one that just took hold of my heart. Absolutely. I had a question, though, because uh, he had four points. And I just, was that, is that allowed to have four points in a sermon? I don't know. I've, I, I know I just, it's really three points in a poem is what it's supposed to be. That's but great. Uh, he violated the... Yeah, you know. that's right. <laughs> that's great. What about you guys? What stuck out to you when you heard uh, Dr. Wayne's message? Well, Pastor Wayne's message, I just feel like we got through 2020. We're here 2021. 20, and Pastor Wayne took me and shook me and said, we're here, Megan. Let's go. Yeah. Let's get a hold of your dreams. Sure Let's did. go back to um, thinking of what we can imagine in 2021. Because I know a lot of people had a lot of amazing dreams for 2020 and felt like, well, that's over. Yeah. Now we're barely getting into 2021 thinking, well, what can we do? Mm, mm. <laughs> and Pastor Wayne just shows us that 
even even thinking about ourselves, we should think about the person next to us, planting the seeds mm. next to us. Don't think about just what you can do, mm. but how how can what you do also cultivate the plants around you, your people around you, and one. check in and check back with them to make sure, like, hey, I got through 2021. Come on, you're yeah. getting with me too. Let's go. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's in times of crisis. It's hard to not to think of someone other than yourself. You know, you're thinking of just you're trying to survive, mm-hmm. and but we can't forget, you know, the mandate that we're we're called to be together. Mm-hmm. It's a great reminder. I love when he said, um, "Do something courageous." I feel like it, the message was like an antidote to fear, yeah. and um, I was just reminded that Pastor Kenny said, "You cannot walk in faith and fear." And I, um, there's certain areas where, like, all of a sudden you second-guess yourself because of everything mm. going around or, like, you become fearful. And I felt like, okay, be courageous. And then he said this moment, do something courageous. starts with a step instead of being stuck and paralyzed. But it says we can be unprepared for the moment before us because we're stuck in the moments behind us. And so um, my wow. prayer for all of us is that we take that step and allow God to lead us into something new. Wow. Amen. Amen. Who's ready for something new? Oh, How about yeah. type it in the chat? Raise your hand if you're ready for something new. <laughs> something new. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, I, I just loved how he, you know, he, he took the theme uh, that Pastor Ken spoke into us uh, for 2020. And mm. because I, yeah. we still, you know, just because the calendar year flipped doesn't mean we're in somehow a new season of sorts, right? It's like we still need to be courageous. <laughs> but yet it's still, there was a, a nuance to it that just took it, instead of just simply being courageous in the moment, that what does that mean? Well, that means if you're courageous, we're really going to do courageous things. Mm-hmm. So I love the, act, the active motion that we got from the information of how to kind of steer us into a new season. Mm-hmm. And so, man, <laughs> Pastor Ken, we came through 2020, Man, and we, I don't think when we said Happy New Year 2019, <laughs> we knew what we were saying, Happy New Year too, right? So I just, as a pastor, as our spiritual leader and as our, you know, our point man, help us kind of process what we went through. Like, um, help, us, help us frame that, like that experience. Instead, instead of just, in, a, in one sense, just like, thank, good we're, thank goodness we're out of that. But like, there's got to be something of value. You know, and so help us in that. Yeah, I think one way to, to look at look look back at moments like 2020 um, is to think of it in terms of the image of childbirth, um, because there's a lot of pain, yeah. a lot of travail. Mm. Um, it can get very intense at times. Yeah. You want to scream. <laughs> give me a shot so I mean it's it's real yeah. and it's it's real hurt and real pain yeah. and yet travail always gives birth to something mm. and so don't miss what 2020 gave birth to wow. what God did in spite of the bad things that happened in 2020 God gave birth to some amazing things mm. like the rap mm. the rap would not be in existence today Have we not experienced the pain of 2020? Mm. God's given birth to a great resource now that's taken people deeper and further. Mm. And so don't miss that. In the midst of everything else, don't miss the things that God gave birth to uh, in 2020. Wow, that's really good. Mm -hmm. Resistance. There we go. Resistance. The obstacle is the way. The obstacle (laughs) is the way. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And And so... 
as we as we as we turn the corner of 2020 and as we're facing another opportunity, right? Another 365 days of opportunity. Help us frame how to move into a new year coming out of this type of year. <laughs> well, um, you know, I I had another song I thought we could write. Yeah, Everything right. is wonderful. <laughs> Everything is wonderful. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's right. You know, Vaughn, I, here's what I'd like to, uh, let me give you a, a word and then let me give you a picture. Yeah. So I really want to encourage people to, to dream again. That takes a lot of courage because 2020 had a way of burying people's dreams. Mm. There was so much frustration, so much disappointment. Mm. Not only crushing your dream, but crushing your ability to dream. Wow. And that goes even deeper. And when that gets in your spirit, I, I was thinking of a time. One time I was with a, a, a couple from the church that had moved to Hawaii and they were gracious enough to host my wife and I. And him and I went out to go boogie boarding. And the waves were, they were a good size. Um, I was in over my head. Uh, but I caught a couple of them. And it was a rush, man, when you're riding those <laughs> waves down the face. But then I got too high on one. Mm. And it sent me tumbling. Mm. And like a washing machine. And then you pop back up and you're trying to get air. Mm. Bam, you got hit by another wave mm. in the washing machine again, all the way until I got to the shoreline. Wow. And when I stood up, man, I was just happy to be standing. Yeah. And I thought, boy, 2020 felt a lot like that. Absolutely. You get hit by one wave, and just when you thought you were getting air from that, we got hit by another wave, yeah. and then another one. Mm -hmm. And at the end of 2020, in some ways, you're just happy to be standing. Absolutely. Mm. But now's the time to catch your breath. Mm. Wow. Let the Holy Spirit, the Ruach, right? Yeah. I, let, let the Spirit, God, breathe into you. Mm. Give you your second wind mm -hmm. yeah. to get out in the water mm. and back on the wave mm. and have the courage to dream again. Amen. And so I, I know that, boy, some of us, again, we're afraid to dream again. Mm. Because we were disappointed so much. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get up and dream again. Wow. You know, if you, you never expect anything, you'll never be disappointed, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. right? Just fall into apathy. Right. But God's calling us to more than an apathetic life. He's mm -hmm. calling us to a great life. Mm. Let him breathe into your, you know, mm -hmm. take a deep breath. Let the spirit, you know, fill you up. Amen. And let's get back on that water. Ride that wave. Because mm -hmm. God had some new things ahead for us. Wow. Amen. 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 Cathedral of Faith, I hope you are listening to this. This is a moment where Pastor Ken is literally speaking things into existence mm. for us. You're creating our realities for our church and our community. And um, how about if, if you're in the chat, just if you are grateful for Pastor Ken, would you just... Oh. just just write something in there, an encouragement, uh, uh, send him an email, um, w communicate to him, let him know that you're there. Um, because Pastor Ken, you have done a sensation.
Oh, a sensational job of leading us. Um, you've done it with such grace. You've done it with such gentleness. But you've done it with such strength. And our lives are better. Because of it. And um, I just want to thank you. Um, and I hope that um, you who are watching are grateful for this man that's leading us. He's not just a great teacher. He's not just a, a great person. Um, he's a great spiritual leader. And I, I remember when we moved here, it was a step of faith yeah, for sure. us to say, you know, leave, leave our home and uh, what was comfortable and familiar. And the one thing that was, I think, the deciding factor, but it was the strongest asset in terms of the package of Cathedral of Faith San Jose is that we knew that our pastor would love us. It wasn't the size of the church. It wasn't uh, the, you know, the type of equipment or the opportunity or the cost of living. Certainly wasn't, certainly wasn't the cost of living. <laughs> that attracted it wasn't here. a draw. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but it was to know that you were here and that we would be loved and we would be cared for. And that, is, that has certainly been the, our testament here. Uh, you have loved us um, at our best and at our worst. And we're forever grateful. And I would just like to maybe just, I know we're uh, a little bit over time, but I would just like to maybe just end out with just saying a prayer over you oh, and, and inviting God. those who are in the chat. If you could just extend your hands, put up a hand emoji out there or something, but just extend your faith in this moment. We want to pray because it's hard being at the, at the front of the ship, you know, and you, you take the brunt of the force and of the elements, and we want to support you and just kind of model that, that we support you. And that, uh, lift your hands up. and that lift your hands prayer up tonight. Uh, so, Irene, would you mind leading us in prayer over Pastor Kim? Thank you. Father, we thank you so much uh, for what you have done, what you're doing, what you will continue to do. And God, we lift up our pastor right now and his family. And Father, we pray a hedge of protection around them mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually knowing that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. But, Father, I also pray that you continue to give divine wisdom, yes, insight, that you would, that still small voice would whisper and be heard. And, Father, I pray that you bless, Lord, the path that you have set, especially for Pastor Ken in this season, yep. in this year. Yep. So, God, I pray that you he would feel the the lifting of the Holy Spirit, mm. the power of the Holy Spirit leading mm. and moving and speaking through him, that not one of his words would fall to the ground, but, Father, that he would be walking in step with your spirit. So, God, I pray that you would lift his hands, that you would surround him with people to lift him, that you would guide him. And I pray you give him foresight to be able to see yes. that he would give him the continually the prophetic to see father what only you can see that he would hear your voice and lead so god i pray you encourage him you strengthen that you give him dreams vision insight and father we thank you in advance that you will continue to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask yes, or imagine thank you your faithfulness is amazing, and we have not seen anything yet because, yes, great days are ahead. Amen. We love you, we bless you, and we thank you. For it is in the name of Jesus that we pray. Yes, God. Amen. 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 Pastor so Ken, much. again, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be uh, with us at The Wrap. And, mm -hmm. we're, uh, and again, 
Thank you so much for leading us through 2020. Mm -hmm. And man, we believe it. Great days are ahead. Mm -hmm. It's not just a statement. It's not just an angle on a situation. It's the truth. We're anchored to this hope that is pulling us forward into great days ahead. And so thank you for for loving us. And again, in the chat, please love on Pastor Ken. And let's, how about we just celebrate Happy New Year. Uh We are here. We made it. We made it. We made it. We made it. Happy New Year. Come on, Cathedral of Faith. We love you guys. You are in for an amazing ride here in 2021. So we love you guys at The Wrap. And as always, it's a wrap.